Hello and welcome to Neurodiverse Noise. I'm here today with Eli. Say hello, Eli. Hello. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, my name is Eli. I'm 25 um, and I'm just excited to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm glad you're excited to be on the on the podcast. I do have a few questions today, but do you want to introduce like the topic you wanted to talk about today before I ask the questions? Uh, sure, sure. Um, so, like, um, I think what I'm gonna really be coming from is um, like the uh neurotypical aspect of my life as well as the neurodivergent aspect of my life. So, I think awesome. that's. So this first question I have is, how do you feel growing up in a neurotypical household has shaped you into the person you are today? Um, so the neurotypical aspect of that household that I grew up in, um, it was neurotypical to the sense that it was very strict, um, very Christian, uh, so to say, um, and just like, you know, it definitely... Um, I wouldn't say influenced the person I became, but it more warned me of the person I could become. Yeah, that's definitely what I hear from a lot of people is that their upbringing shaped them in the sense that it warns them to not do certain things. So do you feel like your neurodivergence separates you from the neurotypical people that are still in your life from that time, that upbringing, if there are any people from that time still in your life? Um, so there really isn't, um, any people in my life anymore from that time other than my dad, of course. Um, but, uh, I would say that the difference between, um, being neurodivergent in that household per se was the fact that I could see, um, not only where the strictness was coming from, but the complete opposite of it, um, in a sense of, like, instead of being strict, being more caring and, um, you know, like, actually, um, you know, like, being able to distinguish, like, distinguish, I cannot talk, um, distinguish, like, the difference between being so strict to the point but then being like allowing more of my neurodivergent side to appear um, and just like different aspects. And, you know, like whether it was being there for like the younger uh, quote unquote siblings that I had um, and, you know, like taking them aside and being like, hey, look, like this isn't really what they're trying to get across. It is, you know, like and being more caring about it and that aspect. Um, and, you know, quote unquote, like what I'm trying to say is like neurotypical to me um, and not everybody will agree with this, but neurotypical to me is like being so narrow minded to the point that you cannot get past what your beliefs are in order to communicate with what someone else believes and, you know, like seeing you know, and being able to distinguish that, um, it it's kind of hard to explain um, more further in depth, if you know what I mean, but like... I do understand what you mean, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of neurotypical people do struggle with seeing outside of their narrow worldview, and that's definitely something that feels separating in being a neurodivergent person who's able to see all of the sides of things versus like mm -hmm. a neurotypical person who's able to see 
only what they almost only what they want to see almost like not exactly but kind of like their worldview is just so different do you feel like mm-hmm. your neurodivergent your neurodivergence affects how you are in like social relationships like not romantic but like everyday acquaintances and friendships um yeah I definitely um you know like I definitely try to shy away from people that are um you know like if I meet them and I don't get like a good vibe from them or I feel like they will be like too strict with um you know like what they believe and I'm not going to like discriminate you know from what people believe or what you know whatnot like that but like um just in the sense of like you know um just with everyday people like I'm not going you know to really become good friends with someone unless we can like talk about it but we can like agree to disagree um in a sense or you know like they can be a little bit open-minded from where I'm coming from and of course I'm open-minded like where everybody else comes from but like you know just in everyday interaction and just like with friendships and stuff like that like you know um it it always feels good to find people that you really know that you can click with and you know that you can just basically you know share different things and they'd be like oh you know that's cool or whatever and they won't be like you know what in the world is wrong with you like why would you think that or you know stuff like that yeah I feel like it's a lot easier to just be friends with people that not agree with you on everything but aren't going to push back so much on like fundamentals of like what you believe it's definitely a lot better to be friends with open-minded people for people like us who have things that you don't necessarily or you can't necessarily be closed-minded and like be friends with a queer person like you can't like be homophobic and friends with a queer person that's like not exactly an opinion but um do you feel like your neurotypical the neurotypical part of your upbringing makes it hard to recognize like neurodivergent traits in yourself like do you find yourself um masking more I guess um I would say definitely um you know there's been times where I will find myself you know being extremely strict in almost sounding like the people that I was raised by um in a sense you know like it's just crazy to me and sorry um you're gonna hear a cat um in this um anyways <laughs> but um yeah so like I would find myself being like you know this person that I wouldn't want to be um you know in like friendships and in you know relationships um you know to the point that I was just you know like dumbfounded at myself when I would go back and I would think wow like that really sounded like who I was raised by and that's not who I want to be and you know like um typically you know after thinking about you know what I've said or what I've done um I will come to the point and be like you know I could have looked at it this way and been like oh well I could have done this way or I could have done it this way you know and I have all these you know different opportunities you know, that I could go back and, you know, like, say, like, you know, I would have done this or this, but why would I have chose to do this, you know, and then I'm just, like, struggling, and then, you know, like, there's times where I'll be, like, I'll catch myself, and I'll be, like, oh, I'm not going to do that, let me think about this, and, you know, that kind of really brings a different perspective 
you know, when you're neurotypical and neurodivergent, like, you know, when people say really think before you speak. And, you know, like, I feel like, you know, just that in general um, is like a good, you know, rule to go by, not just with neurodivergent and neurotypical people, but just like people in general, you know, like, that's kind of like an old trait that I guess we just kind of had as a society just forgotten about, you know? Yeah, I feel like it's definitely a skill that is acquired to be able to see both perspectives, but I feel like it is more prevalent in like people that have had experience with both perspectives almost, like people that have interacted with a lot of neurotypical people versus neurodivergent people, you're able to like think almost differently. Like you're, I'm not sure I'm articulating that correctly, but in, I, I definitely understand what you mean. Do you feel like mm-hmm. your neurodivergent effect, your neurodivergence affects like romantic relationships differently than it affects like everyday relationships? Um, I honestly wouldn't really know how to answer that. Um, I mean, I would have to ask my wife if if um they felt that uh you know like that part of me. Uh, affects our romantic relationship in any way but for me um I would say um it's definitely you know helped um with the communicating aspect of it like you know um there'll be times where you know like my wife will feel so um inclined to be able to you know share something with me and then I will be able to you know actually you know accept that um, you know, and, like, get my brain to almost, like, do a, like, 180 flip around to where it'll be, like, oh, so, like, I can think about this, and I can put some input about that, um, you know, if I've, you know, been through some of it, like you said, like, some of it, you know, you can see, like, especially with, um, you know, just, like, family relationships, you know, those were really hard for me, and, um, you know, like, having been through that I can you know actually like help someone uh that is kind of in like the same like the same or similar um situation you know like I will be able to be like oh wait I can remember this from you know like my past and like oh so this is how I took it but then this is how you know you can cope with it or you can kind of uh, ease yourself from the pain of the situation, uh, per se. Um, but like, I don't know if I'm getting the point across correctly, but, um, just, you know, like being able to really, um, open up and just like communicate correctly is, I guess, how I would put, um, that it has, uh, helped, you know, my romantic relationship with my spouse. Yeah, I feel like um I feel like you articulated that pretty well. Are there situations or do you have like moments where you feel like you're more like obviously in quotes neurodivergent? If so, what situations do you feel brought out these traits? Okay. Um so this is going to be kind of funny. Um but the most most of the time I am I would like to say almost in a neurotypical mindset, because again, that's how I was raised. And so uh, really what brings out my neurodivergent side is um, using um, recreational um, 
substances. Yeah, that's really interesting. I've actually heard that from a lot of people that mm -hmm. um, recreational substances kind of allow you to unmask or bring out certain traits that you don't necessarily see in everyday life. I've heard that from multiple people. So I don't think that's that abnormal. I feel like it just kind of, it lets your guard down. You're more, mm -hmm. you're authentically yourself. So your neurodivergent traits aren't necessarily something you feel you have to hide as much. I think that's really interesting how a lot of people have actually told me that. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. I'm, I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only one that, um, you know, gets, gets to feeling like I'm actually get to be me when, you know, using recreational substances and that, you know, it's actually a common trait between people. Yeah, it definitely is. I have, I don't have personal experience with it, but I know that a lot of people who do say that those kind of things, and I'm glad that it makes you feel less alone to hear that because you're definitely not alone. And that's one of the points of the podcast is to make people feel like less alone in their neurodivergent traits and less alone in their existence as like a person and that they are a full person and not just a bunch of masking traits because i know hmm. when you when you're so heavily masked for so much of the time it just feels like you're a mix of all of these things you're supposed to be as opposed mm -hmm. to a full person so i really i enjoy when i hear stories from people and they're like yeah this makes me feel more authentically me and they can be like openly neurodivergent and if recreational substances is what does that then i'm more than happy that you have that opportunity do you feel the need to mask any traits more than others like are there more traits that you feel like this has to be covered more than this trait necessarily um so uh kind of with with that being said um i feel like um and i'm gonna kind of reach back in my past for a minute um anywhere i would go i would feel like i had to be a robot like i had to act a certain way or move a certain way um you know or just like not be able to be myself um and that kind of goes in to the aspect of you know like i'm a trans man female to male um and you know like i've been on testosterone since september so like with that being said like also um you know there's parts of me where you know like I, yes i'm proud of being trans but then there's also that aspect of like maybe i should really hush on the fact that I'm trans and let people start accepting me as the man I am instead of the trans man that I am. And so like, you know, also just with that in general, I feel like, you know, um, you know, like there's sometimes that I question whether I should hide that part of myself um, and just be, you know, try to be authentically quote unquote me um, but not really, you know, announce, you know, like, hey, I'm trans or, you know, such and such like that. Um, and I feel like also just with that, like, um, I feel like there's, there's, uh, you know, times that I also have to um, hide my neurodivergent self, you know, like, or, uh, quote, unquote, um, agree with neurotypical people just to, um, you know, not make a situation worse than it should be. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of circumstances where that might benefit you to just hide instead of let it be known. I feel like there's definitely been 
situations in my day-to-day life where I'm like I don't necessarily have to tell people that I'm autistic I can just pretend to like not be overstimulated in this moment at work is a good example for me um whenever I was working at a very high pace environment it was very difficult for me to unmask I couldn't stim I couldn't like put on oversized headphones and just like quiet out the world so it's definitely a lot easier in some circumstances to just like heavily mask and hide hide yourself and then just deal with it at home instead of dealing with it in the moment and be more agreeable to say face definitely feels easier in some of those moments so I definitely understand that I feel like the thing that makes my life the most unique and the most like separated from others is my autism is the fact that I grew up undiagnosed and dealing with all of these things and then while getting diagnosed I was like all of these things just make sense so I feel like I I feel like I have a very unique perspective in the sense that I am trans I'm queer I'm autistic and I didn't find any of these out all at the same time it was like different phases of my life that I found these things out and I grew as a person as I figured these things out and Overall, I feel like just knowing made me a better person because I was more in tune with like myself and what these things meant for me and like what other people's perspectives might be. Because when you don't really know yourself, it's really hard to know other people truly. And I feel like the more I find out about myself, the more I'm able to like not even empathize, like not not that I'm not empathetic, but like I'm able to empathize and I'm not able to like shut it off as much. Like, I'm not able to be like, well, they're just this or they're just that. I'm definitely more open-minded now that I know, okay, well, maybe they're dealing with this or maybe they're dealing with that. So I definitely feel like being me and knowing these things about who me is, it's like a lot easier for me to be a fully-fledged person who has thoughts and ideas versus just a collection of who I thought people wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked when you said, you know, like, finding out like finding different pieces of yourself like throughout your life and putting them together like helped you make sense of who you were as a person and it helped you feel more like you know yourself and that you're you know an actual person like I feel like you know most people um whether neurodivergent or neurotypical you know there's things in life that you find out about yourself and you're like oh wow like that makes me feel better about myself and sure there's going to be some things that you're like oh I don't like that but you know then there's going to be things that you're like oh yeah so that makes sense that makes sense why I did this or why I acted like this or you know why I felt this and you know like then you feel like you truly you know start to really see yourself not just like a being but like a human being you know like actually put yourself out there and you know like you end up doing things that you never thought you would do yeah I definitely feel I like the saying that you just said the being versus human being because for a while I definitely did feel like I was like in a person suit and I was walking the earth as like this foreign entity that didn't really understand life the way it was meant to be understood but the more I found out about myself the more I felt like oh this is like a life I'm living and not just surviving in and I definitely I definitely agree that that makes me better at like everything honestly it affected every aspect of my life to not know myself and knowing myself really makes me feel it's like 
an empowered feeling, but it's also, I just feel truly in myself almost. I feel like I am myself. I, even when I have to hide parts of myself, at least I know that that's me. And I know these things about myself that make me feel less like masking all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like, I feel like, you know, also that can, um, I guess you would say almost like uplift your self-esteem. Yeah, in definitely. a way, like if yeah, yeah. I definitely feel like I have a higher self-esteem now that I know more things about myself because I feel almost as if I am the only person who needs to know myself, and not having that need for other people's validation and other people's approval definitely improves self-esteem. Whether or not you're in a place where you can do that is definitely um it's definitely not always it, not everyone can do that not everyone can be in a situation where they don't rely on others for validation but when you get to that point and when you can get to that point it definitely improves a lot of different aspects of life i i found for my personal experience yeah i would definitely agree with that you know like um it's almost like saying like you know like you shouldn't care what other people think or you know you shouldn't care like how other people perceive you, you know, it's, it's more about, you know, how do you perceive yourself? Um, you know, because the first thing that you can do, and it's just like, you know, and I'm gonna, you know, like, throw out uh, a thing that I was, sho- like, that was shoved down my throat when I was younger was, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. But also don't judge, you know, a person by you know their words judge them by their actions you know and so like with with that being said um you know it's it's basically like you know saying like you know or don't don't judge others first before you judge yourself you know and it's like well you know judging yourself is one of the worst things that you could do because you're constantly tearing yourself down if you are judging yourself if you're like oh look like I thought I was this person but am I this person or you know like what happened to the person I used to be instead of embracing the person that you are becoming you know whether or not yeah yeah I definitely I I like what you said about um like judging yourself before others, but also not judging yourself too harshly. I feel like people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, but you also have to realize that you're your own worst critic. Like you're not necessarily going to be the most, the best at everything, but also you have to realize that if you just go around judging people and go around throwing judgment by the cover of a book versus like the the contents of the character, it's like a lot more difficult to find yourself in a good situation if you're just going around saying they're this and they're that and they're that and then you don't self-reflect and think well why do I think that about that person it's really difficult to live your life that way and I feel like while you shouldn't be too hard on yourself you also should like analyze why am I having these thoughts why am I thinking these things about this person that I hardly know and I think that comes in a lot with like different isms like homophobia racism ableism like you're going around throwing these judgments without knowing someone and then you're not really looking at yourself and thinking well why am I thinking this and I think there's just balance is key in my opinion when it comes to like self-judgment and judging others 
Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, like most uh, neurodivergent people would, you know, probably also be able to connect with that, you know, like, well, you know, like I said earlier, like, you've, you've even said, you know, like, there's a lot of people that say that they learned, uh, you know, basically, and, you know, just starting uh, feeling neurodivergent because of the fact that they were so sheltered and so, you know, like, impacted by neurotypical people, you know, just throughout their life, like you said, you know, basically, if you're, you know, if you've grown up in such a sheltered and such a judgmental, you know, house, then you're going to probably, you know, take that in because, you know, like, it's basically just like the saying of, you know, monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. You know, and, you know, just like, if you see it, you're going to do it. Um, And, you know, like, that's how I feel like, and not to, um, you know, attack the Christian community in any way or shape or form, because, you know, like, um, you know, there are some, you know, genuine people that would call themselves Christians that, you know, are more open-minded and, you know, um, more accepting to certain things than other, but I'm talking about, like, the most narrow-minded, you know, people, whether Christian or not, um, you know, can, um, you know, have an impact on just everybody in general like especially if they say they're christian but they are judging people like it's the same aspect of you know like you don't want to be around them or you don't want to associate with that you know lifestyle or that belief system because of the fact that they are pushing it on you to being you know so close-minded and everything like that like they just keep throwing it and throwing it and throwing it at you and you're like wait a minute but I don't feel like this. Like, yes, I can believe certain parts of it, but I'm not going to be like that. I want to be like this. Yeah, I definitely think that you determine how you want to be for yourself at different points in life. And I feel like being neurodivergent, sometimes that happens sooner because you're able to think, okay, well, I'm not like everyone else. So do I have to think like everyone else? No, you don't. Um, I think it's very valuable to think of the fact that, like, as a neurodivergent person, sometimes you're able to see things other people can't, and so you have to self-discover sooner sometimes. And I think that's a very valuable conversation to have, but I did definitely enjoy talking to you. Do you have any closing statements? Um, No, I would just say, everybody, if you liked what you heard today, I would continue listening to the podcast and, um, you know, giving support to to this podcast and, you know, um if you guys have any questions i would you know message and you know i would definitely like and comment and uh you know share it around you know that way so we can get more people involved and you know maybe reach some more people that are more like um emerson and i and maybe we can you know see how this all plays out definitely well thank you everyone for listening have a great day night afternoon and i will see you next time